from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Hi, this is Dave. I'm Lee. And welcome to the latest podcast in our Pictures Out There podcast series. So, we've talked about ideals, which is the how that our pictures become real along with process, and taking action. We've had a chance to talk about what are, for Lee and I, our first two ideals Mm -hmm. that we're presenting here. Mm -hmm. The first one we called common uniqueness, or we're the same and we're also unique. Mm -hmm. And the second one we called help, both giving help to others and, importantly, also receiving help from others. So we're now on to the third, and we believe the most important of our three ideals, the ultimate ideal, love. Love first. Love is the big kahuna. It's the, what is it, Lee? The big it's cheese. The big cheese. Numero uno. Head honch. Absolutely. Top dog. Top of the list. Talking <laughs> about love here, it's probably important to set the stage for, you know, exactly what kind of love are we going to be talking about? Well, the answer is every kind. So let's just talk through all the different kinds of love that we have uh, in life as we live through it. Romantic love is probably the first one that comes to mind. Right. And we certainly have in friendships, we certainly have love uh, that develops as people become close friends and and uh, those are valued relationships. We certainly have what we would call spiritual love, okay, that we experience in any kind of religion or uh, spiritual expression yes. that we do. We certainly have, uh, for most of us, you know, family love is a very important thing. That may be the family of origin that we came from. It may be a family of some sort that we create Mm -hmm. uh, in our adult life. We have in the work we do. I I certainly think that there's expression of love that we do while we're working, a joy that we do, particularly when we find work that is meaningful and fulfilling. Yeah. And, uh, gee, when we're at play, all sorts of play that we do as children, all sorts of play that we do as adults, you know, when we're not working, we're expressing ourselves play, there's the opportunity to love. Absolutely. And express love in in that act. What about uh, with meeting people, Lee? When you meet someone you've not met before, there's always the possibility that that could turn into some type of loving relationship. And we probably don't consider that when we're shaking hands and greeting and meeting people that we've not met before. But think about that. Think about those we love most dearly. (laughs) We met them for the first time at some point, right? And we certainly, in our expressions when we're first meeting people, try to set up the relationship to be as... At least positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mutually beneficial. Keeping the door open to it expanding and growing. And even when we are taking actions and we know that we are impacting people, that we haven't met at all and may never meet and may never meet, you know, there's the opportunity to think about and express love in the choices that we make about those actions. What if we have an expression of some kind of charity, either through actions or Mm -hmm. giving of resources? I think in many instances, there's no expectation we'll ever meet the people who are the recipients of that charity, but we're doing it with loving kindness. Right, right. Man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of things here. I'm trying to think what we haven't covered 
Love for animals. Love for animals. Yeah. You know, that's absolutely an expression. Love for the planet, Love for, for the, the natural planet, world. Things that we do. Yeah, so it kind of goes on, and I, I think we wanted to lift up that when we're talking about love here, we're talking about all of those things, and we're talking about something where literally every second of our day, we have the opportunity to express love, to love. And so uh, love is very real. It's uh, with us and is available to us every second of our day from moment to moment. And so life is always choices, right? From second to second, from minute to minute, we make hundreds of choices a day about things we're going to say, actions we're going to take, behaviors we're going to do. And love is always part of that choice. We would say that literally any decision that we're making or choice that we're making every day, we are also choosing whether to fully love as part of that action or choice or behavior we're making. Or we may choose to sort of love, love some of the time. A strong like. A strong like, maybe. <laughs> and we may also, for reasons that we'll talk about, we may make a decision to just not love at all or not make love a part of that choice that we're making for an action or behavior or anything that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the key message here that we want to talk about going forward in this podcast is that it is a choice, right? So, as Dave stated very well, the basic question we answer every day in how we choose to live our lives, in every level, every single situation, every single relationship, is, will we go and fully love, or just love part of the time, or not at all? This has always been the most important question for humanity. It is currently the most important question for humanity, and guess what? we would argue that it will always be the most important question for humanity. Yeah, and I think, Lee, we have all sorts of different things that we encounter that suggest as a philosophy of life or an approach to life that we should first and last go love. And we see that in religious texts. We see it in songs mm -hmm. like, all you need is love. Mm -hmm. We will all nod our heads and go, well, yeah, yeah, sure. That, that's that's what we should do. But it seems to be very difficult to then turn that into habit. Absolutely. Into practice. Into day-to-day -day practice. And to keep it conscious where that's what we're thinking of. And literally, and I don't know if that would feel like a burden to people. It's like, you mean I have to think about what the loving thing is to go do a hundred times a day? Ain't going to do it. Right. Okay. That's right. just too hard. Right. But it's kind of like, well, what else are you going to do, though? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're just consciously not going to do that, mm -hmm. you know. So it's it's just interesting mm -hmm. that we've never seemed to, uh, as a society, really been able to make that happen. But you know, if we were to all change our ways and change our culture to love better and more often, and then pass that habit, that practice, that regular way of doing things on to a new generation, then the world would be so very different. And it would be immediately different, right? Wouldn't be perfect because we ain't perfect. Right. We could be conscious of this all the time and do it. We are still going to make mistakes. We are still going to love imperfectly sometimes. But it would be so much better. And the stage would really get set for, uh, we think, a better next day and an even better world beyond that. So think of it this way. Life 
extends what we'll call an invitation to every one of us. Think about that. Life extends an invitation to us. Dave, what does that make you think of when you receive an invitation to a gathering? I need to RSVP. Yeah. In this context, we're choosing whether to love fully or maybe a little bit or perhaps Mm -hmm. not at all in the same way that we would choose to respond to an invitation. Right. So life extends that invitation to us to participate in the life of the world and all of the inhabitants of the world. Mm -hmm. That invitation comes to us in the form of love and in all that it offers to us. And we're each uniquely lovable as is everyone else and everything else. So going forward, we can have a fully loving balance, a balance that starts with appreciating ourselves and all others as unique creatures. What if we were in a mindset of always discovering, ever growing, fully appreciating our similarities and our commonalities and our endless connections? And what if we responded to calls to help from others and to be helped when we needed ourselves. What if we did all of this and more in love? And what you just talked about, Lee, is the common uniqueness. We're the same and we're unique piece. And I think what we're saying here, there is love in both of those. Mm -hmm. This amazing thing of of how we have all, all these things in common and how connected we are to the world and then how unique we are. And it's not an either or, it's a both. Yeah, it's both and. Both of those are just absolutely miraculous. Okay, so, you know, one of the things we wanted to ask here, and we think this is a a really key question, is do each of us think that love is abundant, wide, and unlimited? Or do each of us think that love is scarce, narrow, limited? We're absolutely going to put forward that we believe that love is abundant and it is wide and it is unlimited. And the degree to which any of us choose to open our heart and mind to that concept is completely up to us. Uh, opening up our heart and mind to that concept of abundant love opens up that, that uh, reality of what love really, really is and to the very richest and sweetest part of being alive. So when someone does not open up their heart and mind to that concept. Think about that. If you say no to love, you're denying the joy of participating in what we think is the very richest and sweetest part of being alive. Think about being on the sidelines in a game of abundant loving. Who wants to be on the sidelines? Not in that game. You want to be in the game. So as Dave said before, we have human limitations, right? And inevitably those are going to cause us to not love fully or perfectly. We're going to make mistakes. That's going to cause us problems, but those are resolved by loving more and better. So this cycle of loving imperfectly, and then there's problems that are created because of that. And the truth that we are only saved by loving better happens at all levels. It happens to us individually, in our groups, at a societal level. Yeah, Lee, and I think sometimes we, we talked about how we're going to make mistakes and we're all going to err. You know, there's things we're going to do. We may go try to love. We don't hit the mark. We don't do it perfectly. And I think some sometimes what happens is we then go, well, what's the point? Or it's not that important to just go try again because I can't be perfect at it or it didn't. I didn't get the response I wanted or mm-hmm. something didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And we get discouraged. And we, instead of understanding that the right answer is just to go keep doing it 
and understanding that it isn't always going to go exactly the way we want, we may get discouraged and actually just choose to not do it for some period of time or in some situations. Right. Eventually, we believe that not loving is going to catch up with us. And we might add, if we're if lucky, we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, it, it will catch up with us. We each always have the choice to love or not love, always, no matter what. Nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can take that away from you, ever, every second of every day. So what if we were to choose real love every day, every hour, every minute? Wow, that would be incredible. We can still love at the same time that we resist or we fight hate. Now, let me say that again, because it might sound a little hmm. counterintuitive or confusing, right? We can love at the same time that we resist or fight against hate. We just need to make sure that we don't move to the dark side hmm. of hate when we resist, when we indeed try to fight against hatred. We need to resist and fight with love in our hearts and in our actions. What if we did all that? That's another wow situations where somebody is doing something hurtful to you or even bullying you. And, and we talked about some stories from our past of standing our ground. And that's a situation where I would go, that was a loving mm -hmm. thing to do. Yes. It was loving yourself and it was loving the other person or the other situation to not turn that into hate, but to say, I'm going to stand my ground here. I'm not going to permit you to continue doing this. Right. And that was love for everyone. Absolutely. And so so there are those situations that we all get put into, and they're hard, where uh, we have to really think through what what is the loving thing to go do here for everyone. And so the, the desire to love and to be loved, we believe, is our natural human state. It takes uh, fear or hate or anger that comes up in our lives for us to fend off what is our natural desire for love. When we truly open ourselves, we believe, to fully love others and to be loved by others, it opens us up to the most incredible, exquisite joys, the most amazing pleasures, the most incredible happiness. Oh, and at the same time, <laughs> we always have a but here. There's a downside. <laughs> at the same time, Loving opens us up to the biggest disappointments, the most severe heartbreaks, and the most intense pain that we can experience in life. We just can't have one without the other. Most of us, I, I certainly have, Lee, I'm sure you have. I mean, we, we've all experienced in all sorts of ways, in all the situations that we talked about earlier when we're trying to love, whether it's romance or friendships, family, work, play, you experience the what feels like the downside of trying to love. Right. You get hurt. You have heartbreak. You get disappointed. People don't do what you were expecting. You come up short on what you were trying to do. You know, one of the things that we wanted to just talk about here is if you're going to go fully love, then yes, you do have, again, this most incredible, wonderful happiness and pleasure and joy that is available to you. And along the way, your heart's going to get smashed in a million pieces sometimes. <laughs> and that's just the way it goes. It is two sides of one coin, and you either play with that coin or you don't. Exactly right. It's not like one side of that coin is blank, right? You're either going to get the good and or the bad. So here's where it gets tough. 
Because once you've had your heart broken, right, then what do you think? Well, I'm just not going to put myself out there ever again. Why am I going to approach any situation or person or relationship with love? That was too painful. But I think most people who've suffered grave disappointment and heartbreak because of a lost love, uh, yeah, over time, the wounds heal and you want to go love again. And I think that point right there makes the point you said a few minutes ago, which is our natural state, our default setting as human beings is to love. Even after we've been brokenhearted over time, that's what we want to go back to. I need to go love again and be loved again. Yeah, the the healing process may cause us, uh, I, I got my heart broken in a situation. Okay, now uh, the next time is up for me to potentially go love Oh, 10% love. Right. You know, oh, okay. That seemed to go okay. I didn't get, okay, now 20%. Now, and so it it is easy for us to say when that happens, go back out and just immediately go 100%. And uh, that's ideal. That really is ideal to do that. But we're human. Yeah. Okay. And it hurts. Right. Sometimes I could start breaking into love her. We won't do that. I will probably edit this part out right here. <laughs> so we recognize the reality of the fact that it's not quite as easy as that. But what we're saying, though, is push yourself. Push yourself to go as soon as you can, as much as you can, go out and fully express the love that you have. Yeah. We need love every bit as much as we need water, air, food. Okay. Love conquers all. That's our belief. But it never stops being tested, challenged, pushed. You mean it it can't just one time? No. No, it keeps keeps getting tested. From day one and forevermore, not so much. So we cannot mistake or assume that the fact that love continues to be tested means that it can be conquered because love cannot be conquered. Mm -hmm. We cannot fall for the illusion that love can be conquered. Because it can be tested over and over again, but still, it can never be conquered. Why? It's abundant. It is not scarce. There are no limits or constraints on it. It conquers all, but it never stops being tested. So Lee and I are what I would call love believers. Uh, That really is a core part of our faith, a core part of what each of us would consider our spirituality. It's our strong, strong belief. We believe in putting love first among all ideals, and we support any and all tenets of any religion or belief system that raise up love as the highest human ideal. And uh, on the matter of God, you know, we believe that whatever God may or may not be, God is love. So no matter how strong a wall may appear to be, that is built on hate or on an indifference or apathy, there are always cracks in that wall, always. And love will find a way to kind of seep into those cracks inside a wall of hate and eventually it will split it apart and it will come tumbling down always. Always. Never doubt that. Always. We should each be that water of love, if you want to think about it in those terms, that kind of seeps into those cracks of a wall of hatred or apathy or indifference. And that water of love becomes kindness and caring and love, and it begins to slow wear hatred away. This is the first part of a two-part 
podcast uh, mini-series that we're going to do on the ideal of love. And stay tuned for part two here shortly. Take care. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at PicsOutThere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.